Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I can't even sleep like in just briefs with no shirt. I, it's just weird to me. I don't know why. But anyway, so you get these calls and you're naked. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am John R. Bray. And I am Heather B. Armstrong. And after a week off, which is a really deceptive thing to say, <laughs> we're back. It really was not a week off in any way, shape, or form, but it was just a quiet week from the MRS front. I, uh, John, I really think that you need to say hello to all the women who came to my book signings and just give a virtual wave. Hello. <laughs> hey, ladies. There were a few of them who mentioned you, so yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And I was like, that. "Well, no, this is my this is my book reading, not his. <laughs> Why are you talking about him?" <laughs> That's awesome. It's just awesome that people are coming to the reading and talking about the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. People were just so so lovely, and they would come up and they go, "John Bray is really amazing." <laughs> oh God. I don't know about amazing, but I appreciate oh, that. Oh, you're amazing. Of course you are. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. So I spent really quickly. <laughs> uh, I spent all morning long trying to figure out where I was in what city and what bookstore. Like, it was all such a blur that I forgot which bookstore was in which city and like it was all jumbled in my head and I had to go through my pictures for some reason. Like I wanted to get it straight in my head because we would wake up in a hotel and I would have no idea where I was. Like, am I in Seattle? Am I in Denver? Am I in Portland? Like I was so confused. Well, and I feel like the, the last, maybe it was just the last week or the last two. Yeah. Felt like there were more stops or transitions than the first week or two. Is that right? Or that first well, that first week was really, really fucking brutal. There's nothing I enjoy more. I mean, I love writing and I love writing on my website, but I love talking to audiences about this and sharing stories with them and reading from the book. And like there's it's like seeing their faces and their reactions and being able to connect with them is such an a, a humbling and glorious experience. And then having them come up to me after the reading for to get their book signed and having them share their stories with me. I wrote about this yesterday on Instagram, I believe. I'm trying to remember. I think it was in Denver. This, yeah, I don't remember. Um, I was, we went to the, Delta, to the Delta Lounge and I was reading like Facebook comments and Instagram comments and emails from people who had read the book. I, and I had gotten a text from Lita. Lita was having a really hard time here. We'll get to that in a minute. Sorry. I'll finish this up really quickly. <laughs> um, 
we got to the Delta Lounge and Cowboy is sitting across from me and I'm sitting sort of in like around a table and I am trying my hardest not to like sob out loud. I was silently sobbing. <laughs> and so like, I'm sure my face would just look like a jumbled, like, like some kid trying to draw a face. <laughs> right. Like all contorted. All contorted. Oh yeah. Tears just streaming down my face. I guess we can call him Pete, right? Because <laughs> his name is I mean, is at, out at this there. point, I like Cowboy, but, you know. <laughs> yes, Cowboy. Um, he didn't bring it. Oh, did he bring his hat? Oh, he did bring his hat to Austin. Yeah, on purpose. I would certainly hope so. Like, yes. you can't not. He had seen me do this <sighs> the whole time that we were on the tour. <laughs> I cried the whole time, right? So he knew he's, she, he's like, she's over there. She's, you know, reading the stuff. She's crying. And I am just like so overcome because there were some stories that people were sharing with me and just an email. And this woman came over to me and she knelt down beside me so that her face was next to mine. And she put her hand on the back of my head. And she's like, well, do you need anything? Can I get you something? And I just looked at her and I just shook my head because I didn't know what to do I didn't know what to say and she's like let me go get, get you some water <laughs> and, then, and then she said everything's gonna be okay and then she went and got me some water and she, she set it down and then she put her hand on my arm and she's like just let me know if you need anything else and that was it that was your only interaction yeah wow well and then she emailed me I think I don't I'm trying to remember it's all a blur I, I believe I told her that I was on a book tour. I, I pulled out my book and I showed her the book. And maybe she remembered and she Googled it, but she sent me an email. Or maybe, I don't know, like she sent me an email and said, How are you okay? Everything's going to be fine. And I, I'm sure you're going to come out the other end of this a stronger person. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty impressive for a random stranger. Right? That's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah. And then, I really want to write about this. Marlo made me um, some note cards, and she um, painted some designs on the back of them. And she gave me note cards so that I could take notes while I was on tour. Oh, that's cute. Isn't that cute? Oh, man. <laughs> and um, we got on the plane after the woman gave me the water, right? And we get on the plane, and I, I'm still crying. I'm still crying. There's so much crying. And I sit down in the back of the plane and this guy in his like early 20s hands me a tissue across the aisle. <laughs> I was just, just randomly. Yeah, he saw me crying and he handed me a tissue. And I pulled out the, I pulled out one of the note cards and I started I said, "Thank you so much. That's such a wonderful gesture." And he wrote back and he's like he said I don't even remember what he said on the first part of it, but then we pass these note cards back and forth for like 30 minutes. Huh. And he eventually said, you know, um, authors feel uh, the world so um, intensely and purposefully. And I'm, I can, I can only imagine your pain. This is a guy in his early twenties, dude. <laughs> wow. Oh man. It was, it was an amazing, like, that, those two back-to-back -back, like experiences with people was just unbelievable. 
Um, and exactly what you needed when you needed it. Yeah. I hung out with, I hung out with a ton of friends. I met new people. It was just a spectacular time. And um, and I'm going to publish this on my website. My brother, who uh, spent 10 years in, in Seattle, wrote a piece about Seattle that I read there. And then his wife was from Portland, and so I wrote a piece. They He wrote a piece about Portland for Portland. So, anyway, there you go. <laughs> and now you're back, and kind of back, but not all the way back, really. I mean, not mentally. Uh, yeah, I wasn't able to process. Uh, while I was on tour, I wasn't able to process the stories people were telling me. I was absorbing them um, emotionally. And I actually met up with a friend in Seattle. His name is Mike Montero. He has a book. Um, and I will uh, pimp that book. We had a drink with him and he could see, I think he could see my sunken eyes and like the look on my face. And he almost took me by the shoulders and he's like, <laughs> this is what he said. He said, you or the light in the lantern for all these people, you cannot let that light go out. And I was like, well, thanks for the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a familiar name. I feel like I follow him on Twitter. Yeah, he's he's very um, he's very snide and, and grumpy. But in real oh, life, then, he's yeah, the sweetest little thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So the tour is not done. You just have a bit of a lull. Not, not a lull, but a break. I have a bit of a lull. And I was going to say... Um, mention that I'm going to be in LA on the 24th, 25th, and 26th. We're doing a quick weekend trip to see a show. And I would like to hold a meetup in LA because there's no official book signing. And I'm trying to find a space to invite people to come and hang out. And if they have a book, I'll sign it and we can just hang out and talk. And then we're planning a trip to San Francisco sometime in June, probably with the whole family. And I want to hold a meetup in San Francisco as well. So, Very and then nice. I have Chicago on the 11th and 12th. And we and we have had some questions about a meetup, an MRS meetup in Chicago. Yes. Oh yes, we have to. So plan we should that. try to figure something out there. And and I actually I had another couple questions come through. I think just to my personal Instagram because you have two events in Chicago, but they're not signings, right? They're not signings, and and I'm still trying to figure out the details of all of it because I have about I, re, I I I have about 1,200 emails that I haven't gotten to. Because Is that of, all? Yeah. Well, if you're looking for a place, I don't I don't know in the city of Chicago, but there's a massive independent bookstore like 30 minutes, 40 minutes west of the city. What's it called? It's called Andersons. Andersons. And it's in Naperville, Illinois. Okay. And they're a great bookstore and they do signings and events frequently. So okay. I don't know if you would contact them or if your publicist or whoever, or if I can help in any way, but that might be a great spot Okay. Um, if you if you don't have any other options. Okay. That's really good. Thank you. Thank you for okay. that suggestion, John Arbery. Here for you <laughs> in support of the Heather B. Armstrong Book Tour 2019. Thank you. Yeah. I survived it. Barely. <laughs> Barely. But you did. <laughs> yeah. But the, the next day, like the, the day after, I my body shut down. 
my body completely shut down. Like I, I was hurting in every molecule of my body and my body was just throbbing in pain. So I just laid in bed for several, several hours. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, and then, <laughs> whoa, yeah. Uh, I thought I thought we were going to a small venue um, to see Death Cab for Cutie, and this is the day after we got home, and um, instead, and Lita was with us. Instead, it was a street sort of a street fair with like a huge stage and all these food trucks and like thousands of people you know what an ambivert is have we talked about this we did i'm not on the podcast so you can definitely go into it so um i i'm like both extrovert and introvert i can do the book tour i can talk to people i can you know interact and then i really 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 need some like alone time downtime slow time yeah and so when we got to that street fair and I was surrounded by the noise and the people, I was not okay. <laughs> well, those events are, I mean, even when you're at your best, I, th- I feel like those kind of events are kind of overwhelming anyway, unless yeah. you're a super extroverted person. They're just overwhelming. Right. And I'm definitely an introvert. So mm-hmm. in a small group of people that I know, I'm fine. Like, and I'll, I'll say that to people and they're like, no, no, you're, you're definitely an extrovert. No, because I know those five people, but in a group of 15, right. when I don't know half of them, I just hide in a corner, <laughs> shut down. And I'm not unhappy. I'm not miserable. I will appear miserable, but it's just, I can't, and I'm very aware of it, but for some reason it's, it's really hard to snap out of it. And I'm sure saying that makes an MRS meetup sound just really exciting because <laughs> I will be the life of the party. What we'll do is we'll, we'll get we'll get a couple co- a couple cocktails in you. Oh, that'll be fine then. Yeah, I'll be yeah. good. Yeah. Do you does it cause you anxiety? Like social settings like that? Yeah. That's a really good question. I think it depends on probably the number of people and the actual setting itself. But more often than not, it's not so much anxiety. I just I can feel myself just shut down. And I know as I'm sitting there, like that everyone around me is talking and having a good time and that things are fine. I just have no interest in engaging. Like I don't have the energy to want to do that. Right. And I don't know why that is. And it's frustrating because a lot of those times it's almost like, I hate to say an out of body experience, but it's almost like there's a part of me that can see myself sitting there and is just saying, what the fuck? Just engage, talk, get up, do something. And I feel stuck and I don't know why. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's not a bad, that's not wrong. It's not bad. No, it's not, it's not wrong or bad. And I think I know that, but I think it's frustrating because there are times where I want to engage and it just feels like such a massive hill to climb that I can't do it. Yeah. And I don't know why, but again, it depends on what the actual event is too. Mm -hmm. Because that's part of it. Yeah. And, and how many cocktails? (laughs) I mean, in the last two years, I've gone to karaoke twice. One time I sang and definitely participated. One time I did not. One time there were a lot of cocktails involved. (laughs) Really, you know. Yeah. Both times were with clients, oddly enough. But, you know. 
you know. You do what you got to do. You're doing karaoke with clients. I don't, I don't know. It's never been my idea. It was man, never a good idea. Man, you could do a podcast idea. with that, man. Karaoke with clients. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was an experience both times. Yeah. Normal, you know, I, I go, I, you know, I go to concerts and festivals, you know, I've been to many and I, I understand the crowds, but because it was the day after I got home from my tour and this is also like the tour was like, we would be so busy and be going from place to place to place to place to place that finding food and finding time to fit in food was really, really, really difficult. And I I was trying to stay as hydrated as possible. But then we got home on Saturday. And so Saturday, I laid in bed. And then we got up and we were like, okay, we'll get food at the, at the concert. We go into the festival and there are, the lines are like an hour and a half long. And then To get food? Yes. Oh, and, yeah. No and I hadn't eaten that. dinner. And then like three of the trucks ran out of food. <laughs> I just looked at Cowboy and I was like, this is not where I want to be right now. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. That's like one of those perfect storm situations. Yeah, I was like, I need to be alone to process all those stories that people have told me. Do you understand? Um, so, yeah. In the meantime, while I was going from one city to the next and wondering, what I would do is I wake up in the morning and I would look at the curtains for some reason and be like, are these Portland curtains? Are these Seattle oh, curtains? God. I think it's Denver curtains. Because it was just such a blur. It was just like, go, 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 go. Um, oh, yeah. And meanwhile, somebody just up and ran a half marathon. I did. I did. I ran my second official half marathon on the 5th, which was a little disappointing because it was Cinco de Mayo and it was... There was like nothing to do with that. And it was a strange half marathon. For anyone who is in the western suburbs of Chicago, it's called the Great Western Half Marathon. And it's a point to point, which means you start in one place and end in a different place. Mm -hmm. And it was super flat, a straight line. And a lot of it is kind of through, I don't know, kind of a rural area and farmland. So there's really... I think from start to finish, I saw probably 50 spectators total because <laughs> oh, there's no. nowhere for them to be. Oh, no. And so you're just in the woods and every so often there's little patches of people where there might be a, a road that crosses. But I I kicked ass. I beat my you last did. my last half marathon by, I don't know, like 12 minutes or something Holy like that. Holy shit. Yeah, and I ran it in one one twenty nine thirty one, which my goal was under one thirty, so I just squeaked it out. That is amazing. I was very happy with it. It was it was a good day for it. The weather was great. It was a good group, and it it felt really good. That is amazing. Nice. I mean, I still hit that point, like mile eight, maybe, where it seemed like a really terrible decision. <laughs> it's always around those, like you know, you're like, well, I made it eight miles. Like, why, why am I doubting it now? I've already done eight miles. Right. And I, I would go through my head and go, well, I've already done 12 miles, like in the marathon. I did 12 miles. Why am I doubting it now? But I'm doubting it. It hurts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is like, it's all, it's in your head. And as I'm 
wishing I hadn't done it. I'm like, but, but I feel fine. My legs feel fine. My body feels fine. Like, there's no reason that I need to stop now. I just don't want to keep running. And I yeah. thought really bad. There was a guy God, probably like at, at mile 13 or just before who had been ahead of me the entire, the entire race. And he was walking Ugh. and I, I, and, and I think I remember talking about this when I ran my last half marathon, like I, I hit that point and this guy ran by me and was like, come on, man. And we ran and finished it. And so I'm like, oh, it's my chance to pay it forward. So I kind of slowed down. I was like, come on, we're almost there. And he was like, nah, fuck this. I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'll see you at the finish. And he, he came up to me afterward and found me. He's like, good race. I'm, I'm sorry about that. I'm like, no, no, it's good. Don't you worry about were, it. You were that woman in the, in the, in the Delta lounge for him. I, I tried to be. He wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't having any of that. <laughs> oh, man. When you're in that much pain in running, you don't want to talk to anybody. No. You're just like, get the noise out of No, no, stop, shut your mouth. No, no. Right. And there's nothing that anyone can say that will make it better when you get that close and you just can't uh-huh. keep going. So, you know, there was part of me that thought, well, I'm going to keep trying to encourage him. And I'm like, I, that just makes me an ass. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you know. And then I came home and got to take Lily for a walk after running a half marathon. So that was that was super fun. <laughs> Does she walk well? Oh, you know, she is she is getting much better. Okay. For the most part. Um, she, does she not does she sit down and not want She to doesn't walk? sit down. I mean, every so often I feel like when she finds a really good smell, she will just like flatten herself to the ground <laughs> and take the time to smell it. And if it happens once or twice, I'm okay with it. There are sometimes where it happens all the time. So so but no, for the most part, she's good. She she somehow, and I know I said this before, but she somehow manages to hold her poop until we're in the pro Trump lawn, and then it's, it's, she just shits there every time, and it's it's really satisfying. It it just is, and I know that's ridiculous, but it really is. That's not ridiculous at all. I, don't, I no, Mm-mm. no. Uh, <laughs> my trainer, because Chuck wouldn't walk. Chuck literally would sit on the ground and refuse to walk. And just look at you? Yeah. And yeah. I would pull a little bit and he would just refuse. So I talked to the trainer and he was like, what, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I don't know. What, I, I do, what do I say to him? He's like, you don't say anything. <laughs> you just walk. And if he, he'll start, you'll start dragging him and he will get up and realize, oh, I have to follow her. Ah, interesting. He showed me, he put Chuck on a leash and he started walking and Chuck sat down and he, he dragged, is it dragged? He dragged Chuck like 20 feet (laughs) (laughs) until Chuck was finally like, fine, I'll get up. And then he walked? And then he walked. And that was it. It was that one time. That's kind of what I've started to doing to do when she when she resists is I just I give her like that warning and I say come on and I and then I pull and within a couple seconds she kind of gives up and walks <sighs> because there I mean she's still so young that I feel like there are good smells everywhere and she's just not gonna she's not gonna make it but she's got a ridiculous ridiculous amount of energy holy 
Okay. Oh, man. What, how old is she? She's got to be in the 12 to 14-week range, okay. probably. Probably when, closer when to 14. You, when are you going, going to get her fixed? That That's not a, for a while because she's so small. So the vet wants her to be, she say, like in the six to eight month range because her there's concern with small dogs because they weigh so little mm. that putting them under puts them at risk. Okay. Well, it's actually twofold. So apparently chihuahuas have an issue where they get their adult teeth and then just hang on to their baby teeth because why not? <laughs> yeah. And what she was saying, though, is by like six to eight months, she should have all of her adult teeth. And if there are any lingering baby teeth, she will take those out when she's under for the spay procedure. That way she only has to go under one time. Okay. So I'm I'm happy with that. She is gaining weight like a fiend. She's like 5.2 pounds now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she's, she's big. She's also graying. Just kind of adorable. <laughs> she looks like a little old lady, and she's very much not. Aww. But it has it has kept me it's kept me busy. Well, the the pictures that you sent me, like I would be like, I'm I'm having a hard time, I'm having a hard time, and you would send me a picture of her, and it would just like brighten up my face. Well, I think I sent you the photo of her in the sweater at one point before yes. I even posted it to Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She still very much hates that sweater. <laughs> Fortunately, it's warming up, so I don't think it's really necessary anymore. Yeah. And in all honesty, it wasn't necessary before. But how could I not? It was It's like the best $10 I've spent in a really long time. You know, some dogs can handle it. Some dogs can't. Yeah. She might learn. She might. Well, one thing I found, and I know that there's some truth here because I know they make actual like jackets for dogs for this, is that I started putting it on her like the last hour or two every night because it calms her down. Like mm-hmm. the compression, I think, calms her down. And I know they make things like thunder coats for dogs who get really anxious during yeah. thunderstorms or, and it was kind of nice. I mean, she was still energetic and puppy like, but I felt like it settled her because for whatever reason seven o'clock rolls around and she's an absolute terror every night but she's fun it's so fun it's so fun isn't it puppy yeah. fun puppy fun she, she does this thing though where she's she's actually really good about coming when you call her but she gets very excited to be called and she she turns her body into a u-shape so that she can approach you with both her face and her butt at the same time <laughs> like present them both to you which honestly is a talent but it's it's ridiculous mm-hmm. i think she's just trying to be social for all parties so if there is a dog here's my ass and if not <laughs> you can pet my head you know yeah. that dogs can remember uh the smell of up to a, a thousand different dogs really yeah and so that's why they like when a dog sees a dog that it hasn't seen in like five years, they'll recognize each other. Interesting. Yeah. From, from the smell. So that's why they start. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. Huh? I I don't know why. (laughs) I don't don't know why it reminded me of this tiny story from the tour. We were getting up and we were waking up 
to head to the airport in Portland and suddenly my phone rings and I don't recognize the number and I just hit I just hit like the don't the Decline. red button, right? Yeah. And then they call again and I'm just like, I hit it again. And mind you, I am naked because I'm in bed waking up. And yes, I sleep in the nude. Sorry. Oops. There we go. There it is. It's out there. We'll come um, back to that in a second. And then what? I said, we'll come back to that in a second. I can't sleep naked. I don't know how people can sleep <laughs> naked. Oh, it's amazing. No, it's I a, it don't. It was a revelation. Uh, it's a revelation. Honestly. It sounds weird, but I feel like I get hotter sleeping naked than if I have mm. something. On. And I, I sleep just in briefs and a t-shirt. So now everyone knows how we both sleep. But... <laughs> I can't even sleep like in just briefs with no shirt. I, it's just weird to me. I don't know why. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. But anyway, so you get these calls and you're naked. Yeah, I get these calls and I'm naked. They call a third time and I'm in bed. I'm in bed. I have the covers on me. I'm naked. And it's the phone. <laughs> and I go, what? Oh, God. And the woman on the other line says, oh, hi. Um, I'm Rachel with something, 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 which is a radio show. And I was like, that you were oh, supposed to be on or well so my publicist forgot to put it in the google doc that we were using to um arrange all of my publicity oh. and didn't tell me that this was going to happen so she's like uh, are you ready to, to go on air and i was like sure sorry about that i don't normally answer the phone like that <laughs> <laughs> oh wow and i did a phone interview for a radio show, completely nude, sitting in a Portland hotel. And I did oh. not hear the fact that there was a doctor that they had brought onto the show as well. And uh, I start talking about the treatment and I talk about, you know, how it changed my life. And then this doctor pipes in. And I have no idea who he is. And he says, well, I have one question for you. And he has an accent. I don't, I don't remember how it went but he said i have one question for you do you still take medication and i said well absolutely you're supposed to stay on your medication if that's what you know keeps you from sinking into the hole again and he's like well well then this is all bunk if this if this was to cure your brain then this is all this is all pseudoscience this is not real really <laughs> yes wow and i said he says as, as a medical professional, I have to say that this is just 
this is this is the most crazy thing I've ever heard about. If you're taking medication, it didn't work. And I said, I'm no medical professional, but um, depression doesn't go into remission like cancer or like depression is like type one diabetes where you have to maintain and you have to be on top of it and you have to like be aware all the time. Like terminal depression is something that you have to maintain. And the, the treatment got my brain to a point where I could maintain um, and I could, I could think about how to continue to be well. So that happened in the nude. In the, in the nude. You know, yeah. it's funny because sometimes I talk to people who work from home and like they have to get up. They basically have to act like they're going to the office. Like they get up, they maybe they exercise, they eat breakfast, they shower, they, they get dressed in order to be able to work effectively. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I, I like, I feel like I do that most mornings because I usually run in the morning. So that's just what happens. But there are days where I will get up and not shower or change out of my pajamas until like after lunch and I work just fine. Like I don't, I've never had an issue with that. I mean, I've never done an interview naked in bed, but I would give it a shot. I think I could pull that off. <laughs> I, mean, I, I wasn't planning on it. <laughs> But it just worked out that way, and it, it worked, worked out, out fine. that way. And right as the interview finished, my publicist texted me, and she's like, "Oh God, I forgot to tell you." And I'm like, "Yeah, that just happened." <laughs> yeah, they already called. I figured it out. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, so I have to get up and get dressed because I walk Marlo to school. Oh yeah, it's hard to do that naked. So, yeah, it's hard to do that naked. Um, and I try to like you know, do my hair and do some, a little bit of makeup every day just to sort of, you know, get the day going. Did we talk about the fact that I'm driving Lita to school now? No. So there's no more bus. She is experiencing a bout of exhaustion that we're trying to figure out. She's so tired. She, she, the, we were home for a day between, uh, Denver and Seattle. We were home for a day on Saturday. She slept in until 2.30, got up, was awake for an hour, and went back to bed for like three hours. Oh, dang. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's really interesting. And then she went to bed at a normal time that night. I mean, the first thing that I always go to is growth, but she's yeah already pretty tall. I mean, is she growing? I think she's growing a little bit. She, Yeah, they did a, a – a, they – they did some sort of x-ray to look at her bone structure to see if she was still going to grow uh, a few more inches. And they said she has probably a few more inches in her. But it's really, really, really frustrating for her. She's so frustrated about it because she's so tired all the time. And so I was like, let's try this. Uh, I will drive you to school so that you can get an extra hour of sleep. Because she wakes up at 4, excuse me, uh, 5.30 every morning. Yeah, that's so early. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, if I can give her an extra hour and 10 minutes of sleep, maybe that will help her exhaustion so far. Well, it's only been, I mean, she was, John didn't drive her to school when he was here. So we'll see. So I have to get up and drive again. <laughs> so do you drive and then walk Marlo or how does that so work? I drive, drop Lita off at school, come back, and then I walk Marlo to school. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that drive is bullshit. Oh, I'm sure. And it's at a, and it's at a shit time of day. Oh God, it's awful, and there's yeah. construction everywhere, and yeah. But I love her and I want to help her and we're going to try to figure this out. So. And exhaustion without explanation is the most frustrating thing. Mm -hmm. I feel like because especially when you're not like mentally tired. So you're very aware of the fact that you have things to do and you don't want to sleep. But it's almost like your body is just pulling you down. Yeah. Like her body is taking over. It was like me shutting down when I got back. I think that when I shut down at the end of the end of, the, of the, those three, three weeks, I think her body is doing that all the time. Like her body is just like can't move, can't get up, you know. Wow. So, and there's not like extra, like school didn't ramp up. I mean, it wouldn't. It's the end of I the mean, year, for God's sake. School is like, I mean, she's got hard classes and she's got a ton of work to do. I've got, you know, a doctor's appointment for her and we'll figure it out. But she's really, really, really frustrated. Wow. Yeah, no, I imagine that's pretty damn irritating. And I really, really, really appreciate John staying with the girls. I actually, I actually sung his praises a couple of times. It's like, you know, we've come a really long way. But I think that third week, both of my girls were just like, Where's mom? <laughs> I need my mom. Yeah, because they started texting me and calling me and texting me and calling me that last week. So. Wow. Yeah. It was, you know, I mean, I was both sad and happy. Like, oh, they miss me. <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to, to a degree to be missed. To a degree. Yeah. I don't think I'm ever missed because Lexton and I are together so much. <laughs> so, so, so much. It's getting better now that the weather is nice and he's out and independent. Mm-hmm. Although, oh my God, I don't know how we didn't talk about this. So there is an upperclassman girl who's got a crush on him. Really? Yeah. And... He started like hanging out with her and, and talking about her. And at one point he had his phone plugged in charging and I was just it was in the kitchen and it's on the counter and it lit up and a text came through and I glanced at it. It's from a number. This is, I don't know how he fucking manages his life. Honestly, he doesn't put in contacts. So all of his friends are just phone numbers. Oh my God. I don't know. It's insane. So this number oh comes my through God. and is basically asking him if, he can, if he can meet because this girl thinks he's cute. It's like his girl's friend. I know. Serious? Yeah. So finally he gets together with her, I don't know, at one point, like last week or something. And I said, so is this like a girl who is a friend? Do you have a crush on her? He's like, no, no, just, just, just friend. But I think she has a crush on me. How, what, what, so you say upperclassman junior? She's, she's a sophomore. So only one year ahead. I said, okay, well, she has a crush on you. Do you have a crush on her? There's a really long pause, and he's like, maybe. But you can't tell mom anything. <laughs> like, Why? Okay, Why? that's fine. Like, there's nothing bad going on. This is your business, so I'll let it be. But he, I pick him up from school Friday, and he comes comes home, and he's home for a couple hours. It's 4.30, and 
and we live close enough to the downtown here that he can just walk or ride his bike or whatever. And he's like, well, I'm going to go and meet her and some other people and hang out. And don't worry about dinner. I'll take care of it. I'll be home around nine or nine 30. And he left. And I found myself sitting home at like seven 30 with Lily, because now I have that drinking alone. I'm like my, my child has a better social life. <laughs> than I do now. No, what the no, hell? no, 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 no. You have to look at the positive. Your child went and did it by himself. And like, you like is old enough to go and do that. And you don't have to get him dressed and you don't have to change his diaper and you don't have to, you know, like he, he, he went and hung out with friends by himself and took he care did, of I didn't dinner. have to drive him anywhere, which was awesome. How amazing is that? Yeah. We've reached that point. There's this piece, though, where he's like, well, we're going to do something for dinner. And immediately, like the dad part of me, like, well, what are you going to get? Are you going to eat enough? Where are you going to go? What time? <laughs> you haven't eaten since lunch. I'm like, you know what? I, at that age, I would skip dinner or eat dinner at nine or eat shit for dinner. I survived. It's like, okay, here's some money if you need it to buy dinner. Mm-hmm. Go do your thing. Every time before he leaves the house, I just say, be smart and be safe. Yeah. And then he goes. And and he's been really great about calling or texting. Less great about responding to texts, but we're working on that. So, yeah, I mean, the, that freedom aspect has actually been, I think, really good for both of us. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Lita has a, a bus pass that she uses. So that, yeah. yeah. And hangs out with her friends all the time, and she just goes, I'll be back. But it's weird, right? Right. It, like, really, it feels wrong. <sighs> it's very right. It just doesn't feel right yet. Yeah. It. I, do you have this with Luxton? Sometimes she will, like, express, like, this, like, really, like, ugh, opinion about something. And it's like, wait a minute. I was literally changing your diaper like a, like yesterday and now you have an opinion about something oh, yeah. what is this oh yeah and it's not just like a statement it's like a well-formed opinion yeah like there's reason for it exactly <laughs> yeah it, it's it's still very strange and now i mean i know we've talked about that they're both old enough or, or nearly old enough to do like driver's ed and to drive and Lexton has friends who are older who either have driver's license or have their permit. So now it's like, which as I've been approaching this, I kept thinking it's fine because that's the normal course. And now I'm like, you cannot get into a vehicle with a child driving. I will not allow it. Not yet. And I know that that will only last for so long. And ultimately I want him to be able to do that because then again, I don't have to drive. But I think that's more terrifying than knowing that he will be behind the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know all of Lita's friends? The ones that she's hanging out with? I, uh, they're, they're, uh, I've met a few of them. Yeah. They've been over to the house a few times because okay. we have a hot tub and, uh, they come over to the hot tub. Oh, um, well, there you go. Um, in fact, we went to this grocery store downtown and I was, this is before the tour. 
And so I was like trying to calculate in my head how to, how to arrange everything. And we're walking into the grocery store and her friend passes me and says, hi. And Pete, cowboy, Pete. <laughs> cowboy says, Pete. Oh, hey. Hey. And I, I didn't even know what was going on because my head was just full of like the calculations of how to like prepare for the trip and prepare for the kids. And, and she texted Lita and she's like, your mom just ignored me. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, tell her I'm sorry. Tell her I'm sorry. My my head was full of jumbled messes. Sorry. Sorry. That's another weird part of it, though, is now that these kids are older. Like, like, I mean, we talk about Lita and Lexton having opinions and being independent and doing stuff. And that's weird enough. But now he has friends that he's known for 10 years. And I'll see them out. And they come up to me and start a conversation. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to process that. <laughs> I'm like, you, you were like three feet tall at one point. And yeah, exactly. now you are talking to me about my life. And this is weird. This is really weird. But I asked because he has a couple of these friends are new. And they seem like great kids, but I haven't met them. That I don't like. Mm -hmm. I don't like need to know them well. But I told him like at some point. You can have them over when it's nicer. You can be on the porch. I'll order pizza, whatever. And I don't need to hang out with you, but I would just like to meet them. Mm -hmm. I want to know who these people are when you say that you're going to hang out with them. Yeah. And he was surprisingly receptive to that idea. She's, I don't know them very well, but all of them are, we call them ELPers, ELP. Okay. It's a extended learning program. Um, that the any it's for all the smart kids um right like the gifted kids and like they started like math they started like high school math and in, in fourth grade that type of thing right so she she hangs out with all those kids so i'm i'm trusting her because she's such a good kid oh yeah and that's yeah. where i mean that's where i'm at with lexton like i know that he's not going to hang out in a group that i wouldn't necessarily approve of yeah, and I think if he, I think if he did, and then realized what that group was like, he would just sort of distance himself. Yeah, but it's still there's something about it when he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go hang out with Tim." I don't think he knows anyone named Tim. To know who they are, like to be able to put a face with a name, be like, "Oh yeah, that's this is kind of where they live." I know who that is. Yeah, especially now that I'm not actually dropping him off because you know when they were little, like you'd drop them off and walk them to the door, <laughs> and you'd meet the parents. Exactly, and it was like a thing. Which thanks fuck, we don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> God, I hated that. It's small talk about mm -hmm. stuff and... Oh. Ugh. Meeting people. Ugh. Me exactly. Exactly. Because I feel like it was always one of two things. Like, I didn't like the kid, but the parents were great. Or the opposite. <laughs> I never disliked the parents, but, it, you know, within a very short amount of time, like, these are nice people. We have nothing in common. We can't hang out. Like it just won't work. Right. Or these people are great. Your kid is a dick. <laughs> that happens. Your kid is a dick. Ah. Some kids are dicks. Most of them grow I out know. of it, but I some know. don't. I don't even know if most of them do. Honestly, with the number of adults who are dicks, I think some of them just stay that way. Oh. Yeah, Marla's going through 
she's not she's not being a dick. Um, Marlo, I think she had she got to spend three weeks with her father, you know, and they were the focus of his attention of his of his <clears throat> of his attention. Right. And um, she hasn't had that in ever since since kindergarten. And right. so she so she got to spend all this time with him, like with his undivided attention. And then she started to miss me and I come home and she's like, oh yeah, she has Pete and she has Cowboy. And so I think she's trying to like figure out, she, I think she actually told me, she's just like, you know, you spend so much time with him. He's there all the time. And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> we live together. <laughs> <laughs> but she's, she's, she's not acting out. I think what she's doing is she's trying to get attention and right. I and I and so I try to calm her down, and she she takes that as me um, disciplining her in some way when I'm just like trying to calm her down, uh, which then yeah. increases that tension. Yeah. So we're we're going through a little something right now. I think. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it's almost like the normal, the normal in her head, is for you to be a single mom. That's what she told me. Which is, I mean, that's not, that's not, I think it says a lot about how you existed as a single parent. Yeah. And, and I think it says a lot of good things, but it's really hard for a kid to be like, yeah, that was not my ideal. Like, <laughs> I love you, but that was not how I wanted things to go. <laughs> she said, I really miss it when it was just me, you and Lita. I really miss that. And yeah. I honored that feeling. I said, I understand that you, that you remember that well. And that, that, it, that was a really good time for, for you and for us. But I really think that life with Cowboy and his kids, like, you know, she has a blast with them and she loves the house. She loves the neighborhood. And so I'm trying to bring up the, the good positive aspects of that. Well, it's almost like she, it's almost like, a sing like a an only child having to adjust to having a sibling. Yeah, well, and I and and I say this affectionately. She's the runt of the litter, right? She's she's the smallest. She's the youngest. Um, yeah. everywhere, like with John and with here, and like on both sides. Oh, okay, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And she's the youngest grandchild on both sides as well. Oh, okay, that's. So she truly yeah. is the runt. She is like the last of them all. And I think that's sort of a, re a reality that she feels deeply. And I really try to honor that. Um, and I try to be really patient. Um, she's a great kid, but sometimes she's just like, I, w I need attention, please. So. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. true too. I guess I didn't think about that because now it's not just Pete, but there are other kids. Yeah. So the, I mean, every, every person only has so much that they can give mm -hmm. when there are more things to give to it's less. It doesn't mean it's less valuable or that you want to give less. It's just kind of how it, how it plays out. Yeah. But you were, I mean, us, you were a unit of three for, for like four, four six years. years? Huh? Wait, so wait, five. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, from like 12 to 18, right? 2012 yeah. to, yeah. 
that's a long time. And especially at her, at her age during those years, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's, that's, that's a, a pretty formative period. I mean, I still get, I still, she has, she inherited, I know we're going along, but, um, Lita had a, a, a bed from Ikea, the one that you climb the ladder up to the, and, 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 there's space underneath for a desk. Oh, like a loft. Yeah. A loft. Okay. Yeah. I forgot the word. <laughs> <laughs> so Marlo inherited that, that bed and I get, I climb up and I get into bed with her when she goes to bed and I still sing her songs, um, because she asked me to. Like you she's climb like, into the loft? I climb up into the loft and I lie down next to her and I rub her head and I sing her songs and then we talk for just a little bit and then I say goodnight. Um, and she asked me to do it. It's not something where I'm like, don't grow up, I need to come do this. She's just like, please come up and sing to me. And you just do it? Of course I do it. I'm her mom. Yeah. I'm her mother. <laughs> Well, that kind of stuff is is huge too, I think, because then she sees that even though, you know, things have changed or maybe, you know, your attention is elsewhere sometimes, mm-hmm. there are still those anchors. Uh, uh, yeah. And it's important for them, you know? It's oh, yeah, really for sure. For them. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday was a mental health day. <sighs> Yeah. <sighs> Exhaustion and I wish it, I wish I wish you were a single mom again. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh my god, I don't. Don't ever <laughs> wish that on me. At one point during the day, I lost it because I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna get everything done that needs to like there was so much I had so many deadlines and so much to do and like I call my mom and I'm Mom <laughs> I don't know what I want to do. There's no, there was, we have no groceries. Like there's nothing to eat. I've got two deadlines in one day. And I was just like, ah, so I still freak out. I'm better, but I do still freak out. Yeah. I mean, nothing's going to be perfect. No. And we, we talk all the time about reentry. Oh man. This just goes to show that a bumpy reentry. Yeah. Oh yeah, it always is. And and when you think it's not, I feel like it's just because it's delayed. It's delayed or you're too exhausted to even know. Right. <laughs> right. You're just flat out on your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're home though. That's good. Uh, yeah, thank you. And thank you for all of your support, John oh, Arbray. If you're listening to this, John gives me a ton of support. And I try to provide it back as much as I can. No, you Um, do. But you've, you encouraged me all all the way. And I, I can't thank you enough for that. That was really, really special to me. Um, You're welcome. I was glad to help however I could. I know that it was a, it was a whirlwind there for a while. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's going to be good when you come to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm speaking, I'm actually giving a speech in Chicago at the Kennedy forum. Yes. Oh God, that's I have, I have to do all of that. Oh God, okay. You okay. might want to work on that. That is coming up. I got a list. I got a list. Okay. Just tack that on the bottom. Maybe actually move that up a little bit, but yeah. Yes. So we'll share more details about about Chicago and if there are any signings or if we're able to organize some kind of a meetup, which could really just be as simple as cocktails at a hotel bar. Yeah, exactly. 
Which is, I mean, there's going to have to be cocktails in some capacity or no one is going to want to talk to me. So. And I will make uh, Cowboy bring his hat. Oh yeah, well that's a must. That's a must. I feel like if I if I meet Pete without the hat, it's not going to be right. <laughs> it just it just won't. Yeah, yeah, you have to meet him like the French met him. That's right. I mean, I don't know that I've ever seen a cowboy hat in Chicago, but now is the time. <laughs> so, as okay. always, if you if you guys have any stories to share, half marathons, puppies, uh, you know what? If you sleep naked, let us know. <laughs> I'm genuinely curious because I've just never been able to do it. I've tried and gotten up in the middle of the night and put clothes on. Really? So, yeah. I, okay, yeah. Wow. I don't know. I, it was I a want revelation. to. It seems comfortable. Like the idea, love it. Never works out. Mm. So, you know, any tips for that? We'd love to hear them. It's a super odd request, I know. But you can email us to stories at manicramblings.com or you can find us on social media twitter facebook and instagram at manic ramblings though that might not be the venue for naked sleeping tips uh, and you can find us on patreon patreon.com slash manic ramblings yes patreon help keep us up and running and yes. until next time everything is going to be okay Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.